I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. A terrific new animated movie comes to select theaters, VOD and digital this Friday, December 10th. It is Mosley, writer, director and star. Kirby Atkins is with me now on the podcast. Kirby, great to meet you. It's great to meet you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are welcome. You've been in the animation world for more than 20 years, your work on Jimmy Neutron and VeggieTales and Scoob. But is it true you've had the idea for this movie and everything about it in your head that entire time? Yeah, I, it started in uh, right after my daughter was born, which is, I guess, is about 1997. So uh, and, and, and I just started writing and working on it in private before there was any money or any financing or anybody interested just because I was interested in the story myself. And uh, then when my daughter came of age around six years old, I recorded both of us playing the parts out uh, just as I was cutting the film together in storyboards. And that's sort of where uh, the thing found its feet, I think. That's amazing. We're going to get into all aspects of this. I want to tell everybody that Mosley and his family are Thorofence. They're unique four-legged creatures. And right away in the opening scene, we see that they can talk to humans and the humans can understand them. Why did you feel that that element was important? Well, I mean, the idea is that we, uh, the idea is that they're in this world that you, a farmer can use any animal he wants, a horse, an ox, and whatever. And usually in these films, you have talking animals or you have the animals don't talk. But here I wanted to create sort of the, the dilemma in the world where what if some animals did talk and mo mo this particularly this one species could. And the relationship then would become very complex between the human master and that animal. And again, the idea is the longing of this animal to what if you couldn't what if you couldn't evolve as far as your heart was meant to go? And, and these creatures are full of longing for something better than the life that they have. Mm. They're dramatic, deep themes. And this is a nice film for the entire family to, to watch this holiday season. There are fun moments, which we'll get into. But I have to tell you, Kirby, I think the majority of this film is a drama. And it's kind of rare to see that in CG talking animal movies. And I'm really impressed that you went down that path. Yeah, it, it is more of a family. It's a family film, but it's a family drama, more, more so than a comedy. Usually these, uh, uh, usually we have the term comic relief, which means that a story gets tense, it gets tense. And then we put in some comedy there to relieve everybody of, of the tension. But usually with animated films, it's all gags and fart jokes and things like that. And then they they give you dramatic relief to make you sort of care at some particular point. But this, I wanted this to feel like those films that I grew up with, which were uh, family films that were very dramatic, like The NeverEnding Story mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, The Black Stallion and these other sorts of films that I remember growing up with that marked me because the fact that they were dramatic and they ended up being part of my childhood and a part of growing up because it, they addressed big themes themes about unhappiness and suffering and joy and overcoming adversity and all these other sorts of things. So I definitely wanted the vibe of the film to, to be of that ilk. Mm, and that, that classic sense, you definitely get that, that feel in, in the story. Um, did you, yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to voice Mosley even way back uh, before your daughter was born right around that time? Did you know that? No, I, uh, no, I didn't. In fact, in fact, I was surprised that, 
I always knew that my daughter, because when as soon as she recorded, it was like improv with a six-year-old. I mean, she was just fantastic. And I knew, I knew there was lightning in a bottle there. Me, I always figured we would recast Mosley as soon as the financing came in and as soon as people got involved. But in the recordings, just the dynamic and the juice uh, and the real relationship that existed between me and her was so palpable that, as they say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And so we we wanted to keep that dynamic because that was really the relationship between those two characters is really where the juice is in the movie. So it it is it is uh, your daughter Leah voices Mosley's child Rue, and I honestly think Rue is one of the best representations of a child in a CG animal movie that I have seen in a long time. And I think much of the credit goes to you, much of the credit goes to your daughter, but also the way you craft this character of Rue. Yeah, well, that was because she wasn't acting. She was playing. Mm -hmm. And all we did, I just got a microphone. She knew the story backwards and forwards. And so we just got on the floor on our hands and knees and we just pretended the story in our living room. She was completely, as kids are, completely unself-aware, uninhibited, had no sense of the fact that she was performing. She was pretending. And so I think that's where the genuineness of her performance comes from, is it's not a performance. It's, it's not acting. It's a six-year-old pretending in the privacy of her own home. And I think that's what made it really work. Yeah, yeah. And, and everybody loves um, authenticity. And that, that, always, that always comes through in films. Kirby Atkins is with me now on the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can watch Mosley in select theaters and on VOD and on digital this Friday, December 10th. I want to get into some of my favorite sequences. One of them involves the waterfall. You have this waterfall that the characters come to and the mist that comes from it. How were you able to make that scene happen? Well, it, I wanted a big, there needed to be a big set piece where we had this gigantic, uh, the first confrontation between Mosley and our villain, the hunter who is after him. And I wanted it to be, I absolutely wanted it to be a scenario where you felt Mosley's, because there are action sequences and there are action sequences there. And I wanted this action sequence to inform you about who the character was and his need. And so the big primary moment in that, that scene is when Mosley wants to grab a, a tree to stop from falling, to grab a limb from a tree to stop from falling. And he doesn't have a hand. So it's like he uses his, he just can only paw at it with his, with his foot. And the idea of the waterfall and, and the chaos of a waterfall, I think created uh, more excitement and create uh, just made the need feel more desperate. But yeah, I mean, as far as, CGI and creating the effects of that to make it seem real. That was one of the more difficult sequences because water is very difficult to do in, in, in animation. So, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and you pull it off, you definitely do. And one of the strong themes of Mosley is this idea of respecting elders and elderly people and older people. Um, how do you really value that when it comes to this story and, and how have you valued that in your life? Well, I, the thing, the older I get, uh, it, it, there's some, like I said, this is, this being a family film, there's something in there for the kids, but there's absolutely something in there for parents and adults. And I think, I don't, I don't think we begin to mark time quite uh, the same and, uh, way that we do after we have kids. And once we have kids and we, there's sort of this barometer for how time is passing. 
And it makes you look ahead to people who are older than you and you create, a, there's this reverence for uh, old folks that, 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 because you know you're going there. And so when you, you know you're headed, we're all heading off the cliff together, right? And so in that regard, you see people who are a little bit ahead of you, people who have raised their kids, had their family, and now they're being more reflective about life. Uh, these are the people that I, are sort of rock stars to me now as, as, as I get older and our, my kids have, have, have grown up. And so, yeah, the film absolutely has this sort of surprise uh, reverence for and uh, shout out to uh, people who are ahead of us in life and all the wisdom and uh, the humor and the insight that they can give us. That's really well said. Yeah, I've always respected my elders, uh, elderly people in families and communities, and you do that really well through this. Somebody you've worked with uh, on Mosley has been here on the LCJ Q&A. I've actually talked with him twice. Tony Bancroft, yes. he's an executive producer, Animal Crackers, Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarfs. How was it working with him? And, and when did he become involved in the project with you? He became, he was an exec, he came on early and and he and I have known each other for a, a long time from mutual friends that we've had at Disney and, and whatnot. And uh, he, he was just mainly a coach in the sense that he, he was behind, he, he never, he knew it was my movie and he knew I had a, a story to tell and all this other kind of stuff. And I think because he had been there and done that, he knew that some of the best things he could, the best thing he could do is encourage me and get out of the way. <laughs> and so, and, and he did that. And, and in that regard, he was lovely to work with because I could always feel his, I could feel uh, uh, his presence of encouragement behind the whole thing, uh, having directed Mulan and all the, and done all that he's done at Disney. And, uh, and our mutual friend that we had was a guy named Press Romanillos who uh, was at DreamWorks and was very much loved the film and died of leukemia before we got started. And oh. so, but, uh, but so we, there's a, this whole connection of animators who are, who are storytellers and the whole network of people that are, that are very encouraging when you get your chance, you get your shot to tell your story. Mm, yeah, the, the animation community is so strong and uh, sorry for the loss of your friend, but, uh, but I'm sure, um, sure he would have loved how this, uh, this turned out. Um, when was the day that you knew that this, you had the financing, this movie was going to happen? Because obviously you've had this in your mind for, for 20 years. Here we are in, in 2021 and it's, it's coming out now. When was the day you knew, all right, we're good, we're good? Yeah, it's odd because it's, it feels like, I mean, it's, it's, it's surreal because it's a story that me and my family have lived with since our kids were small. And it's a story that, uh, in that regard, that that we that we're very comfortable with, and it unlike a lot of I think people's ex directors' experiences, where they make the film, they release the film, they have a big weekend or not, it, 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 they know whether it was successful or not uh, within days. Whereas this is slowly leaked out into the world. So we we were released in New Zealand and Australia and several different parts of the world before, I mean, really was uh, 2019, October 2019, when it was released theatrically in, in New Zealand. So that's a long, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Now, COVID, COVID contributed to that, but also because it's an independently produced animated feature, we didn't have just that gigantic muscle of a, a, of a gigantic studio like Disney or DreamWorks behind it to, to open worldwide. But I kind of have enjoyed this because it's, 
it's been a way of enjoying different parts of the world, discovering it at different times. So finally now with uh, Paramount and Sabelle coming on board, we're finally going to be able to introduce it to the U.S. audiences, which obviously I'm a native from the U.S., so I'm very excited about, uh, about it coming to the U.S. now, so. Absolutely. I've got friends and colleagues in Australia on uh, Channel 7, The Morning Show. So I'm sure I'm sure everybody in Australia enjoyed this when that came out. Wow. Two years ago. So now, even after that, here we are with North America. Speaking of Paramount, before I let you go, Kirby, you are an animator on Rumble, which is this big CG animated Paramount movie. I've been looking forward to this. What what can you share at this point about your work on Rumble? Well, it, it, it was with a, a studio called Real Effects, and we were doing this around the same time that my, I was primarily working on the Scooby-Doo film over at Real Effects at that time, but I did a little bit of work on Rumble. It's going to be great, and, and they, there was a fantastic crew that worked on it. It's larger-than-life wrestling monster movie. What else do you want, right? So it, it, should be, it should be a blast. Yeah, and hopefully lots of families will watch this because uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. I'm impressed with the dramatic roots it goes down, but also the positive, uplifting ones and the happy moments and, and everything that goes on with Mosley. So congratulations on this, Kirby. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening to this LCJ Q&A podcast episode. Kirby Atkins stars in and is the writer and director of Mosley. It's in select theaters on VOD and digital this Friday, December 10th. Check it out. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening.